Hi guys, and welcome back to episode 10 of the Seeking Truth podcast. I honestly can't believe we're already at episode 10. This has flown so fast and I'm so so grateful for everyone who is continuing to um, share this journey with me and continuing to listen it really really means so much to me Um, and so thank you for all of our listeners who are back for episode 10 of Seeking Truth podcast today's episode is a topic that has been requested to be talked about and it's all about my bible time routine or how I spend time with God and how I spend time reading the Bible and kind of what that looks like. Um, And I think this is a really interesting topic because a lot of people may be starting out on their journey with God or feeling a lack of intimacy with God at this point in time and wondering how to cultivate that relationship with him again, wondering how do I incorporate spending time with God into my day, especially if I have a really busy full-on day, and how do I um, spend time in his word learning more about him in a meaningful way. So this is a really, really great topic to talk about, and I'm so glad that people have brought it up as a suggestion to to share about, and hopefully this starts a conversation, not only with yourself, but um, for you to bring up with other people about how do they spend time with God, and what does that look like for them, and get you to evaluate a little bit more about if you are feeling a distance from God or a, a lack of intimacy with God, what can I change about my my routine and my daily habits in order to deliberately incorporate more time with God in my day? So I think like God and relationship with God is a tricky one because he's not a physical person in front of us. And so I think we do get into that bad habit sometimes of not recognizing that we need to be treating him as if he is one of our friends that we would make time in our week to to talk to, that we would make time to go and see and spend time with. And of course, he's always with us. And of course, he's sharing every moment of our day. But in order to cultivate a healthy reciprocal relationship, we do need to recognize that we need to set aside time to spend with God. Um, if he's if he says that we are his bride and that he is our, our bridegroom, I want you to imagine if you were to go home to your husband or your wife every day and you never spent quality time with them. You never sanctified time set apart to spend with them. You just messaged them throughout the day, but never actually did more than that. Or you shared some of your thoughts with them or sent them a quick message to be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. I need your help. And that's the only time you ever talk to him. That's not cultivating a healthy, loving, reciprocal relationship. And and that's exactly how we need to be viewing God. We need to be viewing him as our bridegroom. We need to be viewing him as our husband, regardless of whether you're male or female. The, the metaphor goes above that and that we're his bride and that he's, he's our bridegroom because he's the one that's pursuing us. Um, but we need to cultivate that as well. And we need to, to be receptive to that pursuit. He's always there waiting and ready for us. But it's allowing us and opening our hearts um, and allowing that time into our lives in order to be pursued and in order to cultivate that relationship more with him. So if you're taking that metaphor and then evaluating your daily routine, 
it will be a lot easier now to tell am I actually sanctifying time in my day to spend with God in a deep, intimate way? Not just quick little bites, little snacks, but actually having a full meal with God and communion with God, which is exactly what he has created us for. And that was a very strong message that Jesus came down to reveal to us is that we were designed to be in communion with him. We're designed to Uh, rest and abide in him and we can't do that if we're not spending time with him and we're not leaning into the relationship and we're not building the relationship in a healthy way so for me personally I find that I am most motivated to spend time with God in the mornings Um, I am very blessed to start work later in the in the morning Um, I work later into the night to compensate for that. But because I start later in the morning, my body will wake up and I'll still have an hour, an hour and a half um, at home before I start needing to get ready to go to work. And so I really, really um, incorporate that time as best as I can to spend time with God. And so that involves for me making myself a cup of coffee, going back into bed, um, opening um, my Bible, opening my uh, devotional for the day. And just really sinking in and digging into his word and really asking him, God, what do you want me to learn from this today? And being really open that the words that I'm going to be reading are going to be speaking to me, having that expectation that what I read today, I want it to change me. I want it to set my perspective for the day ahead. And that really helps me set up my day. It really helps me go into my day with a positive mindset, with um, the presence and heart of God at the front of my mind. And I do notice a difference in my mood and my ability to love others and and just my kindness and everything throughout the day if I haven't spent that time with God in the morning. So for me, that's really important. Um, and other people may be different. You may be someone who starts work super early in the morning. And so it's not possible for you to wake up an hour earlier than that, but you might already be getting up at 5am in the morning and waking up at four is just not possible for you. Or you just know that you're not going to be processing anything that you're reading or or talking to God at that time. And that's okay. Everyone's routine and schedule is going to be a little bit different. And it's not about that there's one right or wrong way, but it's about recognizing where in your day is the best time for you, that your brain works best, that you're most receptive and receiving, and that's going to set you up right. So maybe another option for you would be right before you go to bed, you know, reflecting with God over your day, recognizing God. I I realized that from reading this now that like I did this wrong today, I did this wrong and I'm really remorseful over that and I really want to improve on that tomorrow so that please, you know, help to change my heart so that tomorrow when I'm faced with similar situations that I don't do those same things again, that I'm able to respond more kindly, more gently with more love than I did today. And maybe that's something that works better for you. Maybe it's in the middle of the day needing to spend time with God um, over your lunch break and, and digging into him and saying, God, I'm really struggling with this today. I need help to push through. I need help to act in these situations the way that you would. And and reading and spending time with God and allowing his presence to touch you in the middle of the day to help carry you through to the end of the day and to respond not out of hate or not out of spite or not reacting to the stress of the events, but being able to respond in grace and love to those events. 
that's just one way to think about, okay, where, where in my day do I need to spend time with God? Where in my day do I notice makes the biggest difference for me? And maybe that's a trial and error for you. Maybe you need to spend a week doing it every morning, every lunchtime and before bed and seeing which weeks did I notice that I had the bigger difference in, in my mental state? Which week did I notice that I was feeling more distant from God and kind of evaluating what works for you in that way better? I'm also someone who I really love spending time with God before bed as well, or um, as I'm getting ready for bed. Um, I find I love my morning devotion time to set up my day ready um, and try and get in touch again, remind myself of why I'm here, what's my purpose for today, um, remind myself of who I am in God and um, making sure that my actions align with who I know I am. Um, And at the end of the day, I use that time to reflect on things that I've done during the day, allow God to correct my heart about, you know, you did this thing and that that actually was quite unkind or um, you you did this and, and you knew in your heart it was wrong at that time, but you still carried through with it anyway. And that is really humbling for me. The end of the day time with God is really humbling and sometimes quite hurtful <laughs> and painful um, because it's really pushing on those pressure points of you really could have done better in this, in this point. And it's not out of a, a hateful spite, but it's out of love. It's like you, you are better than this, Emma, and I'm going to reveal to you the areas that you struggled with today that you could have done better with because I know that you have the power to do it better tomorrow. But it's only until we humble ourselves and allow that correction um, that we're able to improve ourselves. We can't improve something that we don't know. Does like We can't improve something that we aren't aware of exists. We can't improve on um, being more loving if we're not aware that that thing we did today wasn't actually loving and we're not cultivating that self-reflection um, and we're not cultivating God to speak to us to correct us as well. Um, so for me personally, I enjoy spending two times per day with God, both in the morning and in the evening. Um, again, I know some people just with their routines that that's not going to be possible. I'm someone who is a single woman with no children. Like I don't have to go home and take care of a family. I can just come home from work, eat my dinner and then go to bed and spend time with the Lord. And I know for some people that's really not possible. And I want to be very consciously aware of that, which is why it's so important for everyone to find what works for them in their daily routine. I always make sure that, um, you know, do not disturb or like complete silent mode with no notifications is turned on because I don't want to get distracted as I'm reading um, and spending time with God by notifications that pop up. Um, I've heard someone say, you know, the, the throne before the phone. And it's so, so true. If you start going on Instagram and Facebook, which is so easy once you wake up, you know, you just pick up your phone open those apps kind of subconsciously and you start getting lost in scrolling, you're really going to have those thoughts already floating around your mind when you're then going to try and spend time with God. And I think that can be really, really uh, difficult then and damaging to spending time with God because you're bringing that earthly perspective back into it. Whereas if you just wake up, you really have nothing really on your mind except for maybe things that are really troubling you and you're going straight to God in the morning um, and making sure that that is the very first thing that you do before you talk to anyone, before you allow anyone to influence you, spending time with God and making that the first thing that you do in your morning. It's really going to set you up for the day or you know, maybe at nighttime when you hop into bed, do the same thing. Turn on Do Not Disturb. Don't let anyone interrupt that time with God. You don't want that time to be broken. You want that time to be sacred, set apart, sanctified, 
and really just digging in and spending quality time with God. And I think the only way that this is going to work is if it becomes a habit. So there are those days, obviously, that we wake up and we're just not motivated to spend time with God or we feel like, you know, we're at a stable level. We're not crying out to God. There's nothing inherently wrong at that point in time. And so we might be on cruise mode, you know, Um, and it's only because we've created a habit in our daily life of this is the time that I spend with God that we're going to continue to push in. And I think that might be one of the reasons why people start to lose relationship and intimacy with God is that the relationship kind of becomes on cruise control. And like I was saying before, you're still talking to God and you're still keeping in touch, but you're not setting aside that quality time anymore. You're not taking God on dates. You're not sharing your life with him intimately, one-on-one with no distractions. And that's really going to buffer the quality of that time you're spending with him and It's not going to really feed you as well as if you were setting aside time just for him. And the only way that's going to happen is if you make it a habit in your day. You make it part of your routine, just like brushing your teeth, just like having a shower. There's days that you don't want to do that. There's days you feel like you might not need to do those things, but you still do it anyway because it's part of your routine. It's part of your habit and you don't really have to think about it that much and you don't have to initiate it because it's part of your routine. It's not a decision you have to make. Decisions can be draining. Decision fatigue is a real thing. And I believe in our lives these days, they're very busy. We're constantly having to make lots of small decisions and that can fatigue us. And so the more that you can turn things into habits and into routine in your day, the less decisions you're going to have to make. And so making God and spending time with God part of your daily routine, I think is really, really important. So what about what I read? Um, This is very flexible and changes a lot, but I tend to have kind of two key things that I always do when I spend time with God. So in the morning is always a devotional. So I use personally YouVersion app, which is a great app. It's a free app that's got tons of devotionals um, on there and you basically just search for what kind of theme you're wanting and they have a bunch of different devotionals that you can read um, and spend time with God. If you're not familiar with what a devotional is, it's basically like like a little story or like someone speaking about what their their message is. Kind of like this, kind of like someone's personal experiences. Someone summarizing in plain language a message, a a idea, a thought, and then having um, scripture to support and back that up. So they've kind of cultivated these ideas, put it into words. And you read that, you get inspired, and then you read the the verses that kind of summarize that. So there's lots of different devotions. Um, but if you if you're someone who you know that you know your phone is very distracting, that you know maybe you don't want to spend that time with God on your phone, there's so many books out there which are like devotional books. You know, there's so many that are like you know 365 days of this type of devotion or whatever it is. Um, there'll definitely be resources out there for you that you can look at and you can read and you can spend time with God if you like the idea of a devotion, but you're not wanting it on your phone. So after I read my devotion, which tends to be about a topic that is relevant to me at that time, and I always make sure that I'm reading devotionals that are related to what I'm going through at that time, I find there's a definite for me lack of intimacy with God when I'm just reading general devotion. So I kind of normally have two two that I'm reading, you know, one which is more of a generic one. So like I'm reading like the whole Bible plan at the moment, which is not a devotional. It's just just reading like 
chapter by chapter in the Bible and it's how to read a Bible in a year. And so it's got each day you have to read these verses, whatever. Um, but that's that doesn't really touch my heart as intimately. So I always make sure that I have a second devotion plan that is specifically about what I'm going through at the moment. So maybe it's like trusting God. So I'll have a devotional plan about trusting God. Or maybe it's like persevering through hard times. And so I'll have a devotion plan about that. Maybe it's about, you know, how to forgive and how to have grace towards someone. So it's a devotion plan about that. And having that specific plan about what exactly I'm going through at that moment, that really, really hits home to me because it's speaking directly into the situation I'm going through. And then reading those scriptures then often spark something in my mind. I'm able to hear from God or, or understand what God's trying to say a little bit more. And it opens my heart to God a lot more. And from that devotion, I'm then able to then go to my Bible and read my Bible and allow him to speak to me through verses in my Bible. And I've talked um, previously about how, how God speaks to me um, in my podcast, Hearing God's Voice. And I talk there about how I read my Bible and how God speaks to me through my Bible. Um, so if you want more information on that, go listen to that podcast. But basically, after reading my devotional, I'll then go to my Bible and kind of read more verses related to that topic or allow him to speak to me through what I'm reading in my Bible to build upon that and get layers um, and writing it down, journaling it, it really, really helps me to not only remember more what he's saying to me, but to reflect back. Like sometimes in my morning time with God, all I'm doing is just flicking through past pages in my journal. Me like, oh my gosh, like three days ago, he told me this and like that still really hits home for me. Or he told me this a week ago that this would happen and it's happened now. And it just keeps reminding myself of what God's spoken to me in the past and seeing that it's become true and reminding myself of what he's spoken over me. So maybe he's spoken to me about my identity or encouraging me to move forward or what to do in a certain situation. And my flesh keeps trying to override that and make me forget that. But having it written down in front of me and keep rereading that, it really helps me get back in touch to hearing God's voice again, because those are his words on the page. Those are his words I've written down and reading his words helps me to become attuned to his voice again, if that makes sense. So that's my morning routine. The evening routine is um, more, again, reading my Bible, reflecting on the day and maybe doing another devotional. Maybe if I have like the second devotional or something that I want to go through and reading that again and allowing him again to speak to me and this time correct me on things that have happened during the day and realign my heart with his to set me up for the next day. So that's how it personally works for me. I know other people um, that may be too structured, that may be too rigid, that may be too much reading. Um, and so I think it's, it's becoming aware of what works for you and adapting your routine to the amount that works for you and the quantity that works for you and when in the day that works for you. Um, and that's going to be really, really important because you want it to be sustainable. You don't want to feel like you're pushing, pushing, pushing past your limits to spend this amount of time with God um, when that's not going to be sustainable in the long run. It, it should be easy. It should be natural. You should be craving that time with God because it's so powerful and it's so impactful for you that you're you're craving to spend that time with God. I love coming home and knowing that I get to crawl into bed and spend time with God because I know for myself, I, I notice that distance that I, I grow with him across the day and I just really can't wait to get home and dig into him again and feel that presence again and 
you do miss him. You do miss him and you get lonely from him or miss him when that relationship has been separated a bit. If you have had a few busy days and you haven't, you know, read your Bible as much as you normally do or spent as much time in his word as you normally do. I do find that I miss him and I lose that presence um, as actively and I, I therefore find it harder to make decisions with the spirit because the spirit is harder for me to access because I've lost that sense of what it sounds like, of what it feels like, of when he's prompting me. So that's why it's so, so important to have a routine that is sustainable for a very long time um, because that's the only way that it's going to be part of your daily habit of spending time with the Lord. So I hope that this was helpful. This podcast obviously is not meant to to tell you guys what you should do and to copy exactly what I'm doing, but to just start that conversation and start you thinking about your day and how you spend time with God and whether if you're finding it hard to spend time with God, whether you need to reevaluate when you're, when you're choosing to do that or how you're choosing to do that and what that looks like. Maybe you're someone who needs to pick up a, a devotional and read that way rather than just your Bible. Maybe you're someone who needs to listen to um, audio meditations or or someone speaking to you um, instead of reading. Um, maybe you need to be watching preachers or something online instead. Whatever it is that works for you, something that's allowing you to hear from God and then, and then spending time to reflect on that. So after you've read your devotional or after you've listened to that preach, then having nothing interrupting you and God and just sinking into that moment, allowing him to speak to you and say and correct your heart. You know, other people will be sharing from their own perspective, from their own experiences, even devotionals, even preachers. They're, they're sharing with some part of that is going to be tainted by their earthly self, by their flesh, because they're interpreting that through their own experiences. And that's what God's spoken to them for them specifically, right? So then taking that message away and spending time with God and saying, okay, so this has really impacted me, but now I need to hear from you, God, about me personally and about my life personally and how that relates to me and what do I need to be doing differently or what do I need to start doing and really spending that time with God with no distractions, with no one telling you what they think and and giving you their opinions, but now just taking that idea and allowing that now that your mind is flowing and more in touch with God and his identity and his presence and his nature spending time with God and allowing yourself to hear his voice so I hope that you go away from this podcast really reevaluate your your daily habits your daily routines whether you're spending time with God where you currently are or what you're currently doing is working and how you might need to change that and definitely bring it up if you if you have a small group gathering in the next two weeks definitely bring it up with them. Ask them, how do you guys spend time with the Lord? What do you find works for you? And maybe just getting some more ideas over things that you can do to help you cultivate that relationship with God, to keep it active, to keep it growing, to keep it fresh. I think that's going to be really important and really healthy for a lot of people. So thank you guys for listening again to um, this podcast. And I can't believe we're at number 10. How crazy is that? Um, But I'm really looking forward to um, recording another one for you guys and talking to you all next week. Don't forget to leave a comment on the post if you if you want to share something about what you've heard today. Definitely leave a comment. Let's start a conversation. Let's share this around, you know, and if you found this podcast helpful, definitely share it with your family and friends. I'd love to be able to reach more people and be able to um, see more people come to know God and come to love God and have genuine relationship with God. So thank you guys again and look forward to talking to you next week. Bye.